Manchester City, where you at? What's going on guys, your boy Chris here from Magidism FC, the go-to destination from everything related to Los Blancos. And thank you for joining me in today's discussion where we are going to be talking about the game that was La Copa del Rey final against Osasuna where Real Madrid won after nine long years, 2-1 to one against Osasuna. Osasuna played a very honorable and uh, dignified game against Real Madrid that I thought Osasuna played their absolute max, they, hit, they, they actually hit their, uh, their full potential, their ceiling. In my opinion, when it came to you know, playing a final, I thought they showed up. Uh, they tried to play against the big boys, and of course they got burnt, but um, I think that was to be expected. And, uh, and it's a good sign that they got burned by the big boys, even though the scoreline doesn't, doesn't really reflect it. I don't think the game was actually that that close. Actually, I saw the game a little bit later than when it actually aired because I was quite busy and I couldn't watch it live, so I watched it a few hours later. A lot of people that are not Real Madrid fans, to be honest, they were saying that Real Madrid didn't play a good game and uh, that it was just m more of a Vinicius Jr. Uh, like solo show, but actually I thought Real Madrid played a very, very good game. It was, it was highly competitive. Um, yes, it wasn't the most brilliant game ever, but I thought Real Madrid were, uh, had a lot of key players who, who did a lot of important things in the game. Um, I think the, the only player that left me a little bit uh, disappointed was Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema, uh, I don't think he had a shot on target. So that's very sad to see um, for this type of game. But uh, he, he has been having so, like a bad run of games against Osasuna um, lately. He hasn't been scoring on them for many, many years. And then he also missed two penalties last season against, against Osasuna. So maybe it's just... Um, you know, against that team, he's just not performing that well. Sometimes uh, there's certain teams that, you know, they just get in your head and you, you're kind of predisposed to not give a good performance. So I don't see it as a, as a bad thing because Benzema, as long as he's performing against the really big teams where we actually need him, uh, then I think it's all forgiven. So, uh, yeah, Real Madrid came, came out with a 4-3-3 and uh, a midfield, as I expected, Luka Modric did not... Uh, did not get, in, get into the starting lineup. It was Chouameni, Valverde, and um, Tony Cross. Uh, back line was uh, Camavinga, Malitao, Alaba, and uh, Carvajal. And then up front, obviously, the best trio in the world, Vinicius Jr., Benzema, and Rodrigo Gosh. Real Madrid, as it is not usual, actually, Real Madrid actually uh, scored in the first minute of the game, which was super rare. First ball that Vinicius touches, he takes on two players, and then, you know, takes them on literally like they're cones. And, uh, you know, takes them on, gets to the touchline, like with the speed of a fucking Ferrari. And then just hits a perfect pass to Rodrigo. And Rodrigo, uh, you know, shoots it with his left foot, gets deflected on someone. And then point blank, sc we scored the goal. So uh, Real Madrid were very, very dominant in the first half. Uh, Vinicius Jr., probably one of the most dominating performances that I've seen. Uh, from a player in, in history. I think um, he can do whatever he wants on, on, on the field, pretty much. I think uh, the player, Moncayola, who was defending him, is going to have nightmares uh, against Vinicius Jr. Also, something that I do want to comment on that I almost forgot was uh, Vinicius Jr. today, he chose violence. <laughs> he literally chose violence, and I mean that in the, in the good sense. So, the game, right before the game started, you know how the players have to, you know, go and uh, shake hands with the other team, and then they 
they uh, end up um, they end up shaking the hands of the referees. So all the Real Madrid players went to go shake the hands of the referees, except for Vinicius Jr. So it seems like it was something that was premeditated. That it's like he knew he was going to do this. Um, obviously, he's doing it not because he's an asshole. He's doing it because he's trying to make a statement that the refs don't protect him. And then uh, out of all this controversy, the refs have been taking the side of the victim, which I think it's uh, quite laughable from their part. So Vinicius Jr. chose violence right from the beginning. And, uh, and, and I think he chose violence, period, against everybody because... Uh, you saw Vinicius Jr. from the very first minute. He was just uh, outspoken. He was getting in, in the opponent's face. And I think that's because he's given the people, especially in Spain, because I don't think he's going to do this against uh, Manchester City or any game in, in outside of Spain, but he's given the people that, that are in defending him, the refs, the media, etc., a taste of their own medicine, especially the defenders. So he knows that... No matter what he does, they're going to try to provoke him. They're going to treat him bad. He knows that already in Spain. So he's, so I think he's just giving them a taste of their own medicine. He's thinking, okay, you know what? Instead of waiting for you to provoke me, I'm going to provoke you first. And let's see how you handle this provocation from the best player in the world. So I think he's changing the tables. And he's doing that. And his performances is not being affected. If not, it might actually... He might actually be improving his performances because of that. So I feel like he's playing on, on the offense when it comes to, to the, psycholo the psychological games of those uh, duels because, um, you know, the other players are trying to get him off the games. Uh, they're trying to get him, uh, you know, to lose his concentration. And then he, you know, he starts to focus on other things. But now he's doing that. Therefore, the defenders are, are losing their focus. They're... they're they're arguing with the ref. It's kind of what Vinicius was doing early on in the season when he was getting provoked and it was getting really bad. He's doing that to them, but he's doing it uh, on purpose, in my opinion. So I think if it's um, if it's something that's calculated, I feel like it could be a very good tool to you. So, uh, of course, the risk is always that he can get too much into it and then he might get up. Uh, he might get a yellow card or he might get sent off, which he did get a yellow card today. But I feel like if it's calculated, it, it's something that's super smart that might cause wonders. Because if they're doing it on him, why can't he do it on them? So I don't see what's the big deal. And every every other player gets praise, so he should be getting the same uh, praise. So, yeah, tremendous uh, first half from Real Madrid. I want to highlight some some performances from the first half. Uh, Carvajal, Militao played a very, very good first half, I thought. Uh, definitely a lot better. He had his signature long balls, which... Uh, left Vinicius Jr. I think he left uh, Rodrigo Goes a few times uh, on just perfect position to attack, and then he did have one slip up with um, with Abde, which I don't know what I don't know what happened there. He lost his concentration. I think Abde just like kind of beat him to the ball, and uh, that was that, that was almost a goal. But Carvajal was there to clear it off the line, and, and I do believe he was going in. But Enormous game from uh, Real Madrid in the first half. And then basically second half, Real Madrid came out a little bit of sleep. Uh, I think Real Madrid thought the game was a little too... They were a little too comfortable in the game. I think uh, Real Madrid need to learn to, um, to, you know, because they were trying to like... They were trying too many long balls. 
they were uh, trying to make the, make the place too difficult. And sometimes you just got to slow the game down. If you see the team is came out in the second half with a, with this energy, with this momentum, I think the team needed to slow the game down instead of trying to look for long balls, trying to dribble people. It's just, yo, let's just slow the game down. These people are a little too hectic. Uh, let's make sure they don't they don't get too crazy. And unfortunately, you know, that when things get chaotic and you start to defend very deep in your own box, things like this can happen. Um, you know, it's totally normal if a player with, with a very good quality, which is Toro, which is actually from a, from the Real Madrid Academy, uh, scores a goal on you from outside the box. That could happen. If you if you defend too deep, that could definitely happen. So it's just uh, you know a learning lesson that's probably, that Ancelotti is probably gonna um, tell the players and tell them, you know, guys, if we're winning the game and this is happening, let's just take control of the game, and. Um, and you know, uh, and just handle it better. So that was probably the first 15, 20 minutes of the game where Real Madrid were trying to get back into the game. They were a little bit surprised, they were a little bit shocked, but uh, Real Madrid, like always, you know, they have another gear that no other team has. So as soon as that, that gear hit, which is called Vinicius Jr. again, a second goal came through another dribble from Vinny Jr. He came to the touchline again, very similar to the first goal. He passed it back. Uh, it got to to cross his feet, cross his shot. I uh, got deflected. Hit Rodrigo again, and Rodrigo obviously he has the 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 talent of being able to score goals from any type of area from the box, and uh, he was able to get on the scoreboard. Therefore, two one, and then that psychologically, you know, just completely destroyed us. Asuna, uh, the little momentum that they had, and then basically, you know, Real Madrid were imperial. Uh, another player who was imperial was Fede Valverde. Fede Valverde, what an enormous athlete! I th I think like not only he's an exceptional footballer where he has an amazing shot, where uh, today he wasn't lucky when it came to shooting from from outside the box, but I see that he tried it. He was getting good areas, but man, the athlete this guy is like it's crazy. Sometimes I think he's even faster than Vinicius Jr. That's uh, and like I'm not even playing around when I say that he's just so fast. He's so strong. He has so much energy. And whenever he mentally he's he's good, that player is unstoppable. And he's probably a coach's dream to have because he's the perfect box-to-box -box midfielder. He has everything. So that's why in the beginning of the season, or not in the beginning of the season because he actually did quite good, but uh, towards the middle of the season, I was very critical of him. And rightly so because he was there were some performances where you didn't even know he was there. Like he was hiding from the ball. Uh, a lot of times so um but now we know that he was going through something but when Valverde is in dude he's he's amazing so I have very high hopes for him and his performances in with the Manchester City game because he's been playing especially well in the Champions League and then another player that I wanted to highlight was that David Alaba amazing amazing game he was uh he was proactive he was uh intercepting a lot of balls I think he was key in clearing a lot of crosses from the box that usually we were getting punished uh, quite a lot the last few games. And David Alaba, enormous game. He hit the crossbar in the first half. Um, you know, I think solid, solid performances. He tends to play really, really well in the big games. And and another player I wanted to comment on is um, uh, Dani Carvajal. Dani Carvajal is, has two forms, La Liga form and uh, Champions League form. And today he was definitely Champions League form. And I, again... He has all the experience. Um, you know, he had a very tough, uh, tough matchup against Abde, but I thought he handled it quite well. I think Abde just beat him like once. 
Uh, but other than that, he had it under control. Camavinga, uh, left back. I mean, there's just he's just perfect. He's honestly a perfect player. Like he probably does nothing wrong. And then he got he was able to do, get some minutes in the in the center center defensive mid. And he did also quite well there. I think um, I think the team does better when he's in when he's, when he's in that position. Very interesting, but also I don't think there's anybody better than him right now in the squad that can play left back. So, Camavinga, enormous game. Shamini, uh, did quite well. I think. Uh, let me know what you guys thought about Shamini's game. But I thought Shamini first half really really good, really really energetic. He intercepted a lot of balls. I thought he was quite good on the ball. He was pushing the team forward. I thought he was a very, very good presence. I think it was a solid performance. I think he gets a little bit shadowed when he got subbed because he was like, the, you know, the first sub is kind of like the man who gets singled out a little bit. So I, I don't think it was, um, he got singled out because he was doing bad. I, I just think he was like the most sacrificable piece in the game. Uh, but, and then, uh, and, then Coma, and then Camavinga steps in and he does really good. So that kind of overshadows him a little bit. But I thought Chamonix was a very respectable uh, performance as well. Rudiger came in. Uh, he barely had any trouble. Osasuna did have a late chance that Dani Carvajal just saved. Right, 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 right. It was super tight. He saved it. And then um, once again, I think it was a solid performance. Yes, it wasn't brilliant, but there's a lot of key players like the ones I just mentioned. Bini, uh, he did his thing. You know, dribble players created chances. Boom. Rodrigo. Uh, took it took advantage. He it was pretty quiet aside from the goals, but he took his chances, so he did good. Uh, Valverde enormous, Camavinga enormous, uh, Alaba Carvajal. I mean, honestly, like that's a whole back that that's a, that's the whole backbone of Real Madrid. So I think if those players have really good performances, I think Real Madrid can win any 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 game basically. And uh, the only thing that makes you like just just a step higher is just having Benzema at a good form. And that's the only thing we're missing. But I think if we would have had a Benzema that was in, in top form, it could have been a 4-1. I, I just see it. Because there was definitely some chances where um, he wasn't quite finishing well or he just looked a little bit slow. But um, but I think there's nothing to worry there. I think it was just, you know, I guess that's a little superstitious, but I think it's just him and Osasuna just is not a good uh, mental match for him. So... Uh, you know, very good game for Real Madrid. Uh, this team has won every possible trophy uh, in two seasons. Basically, La Liga, Super Cup, both Super Cups, uh, Copa del Rey, Champions League. In two seasons, this team has won every single trophy that there is. So I think that's a very good reflection on Ancelotti. I mean, that means it's, uh, it's a success what Ancelotti has been doing, whether he makes it alive from after this season or not. And then also Camavinga has also won every single possible trophy with Real Madrid at the age of 20, which is amazing. And then obviously Vinicius Jr. and Rodrigo at 22, Fede Valverde at 24. And then, yeah, it's been nine long fucking years since Real Madrid won um, La Copa del Rey. Uh, we famously won it nine years ago uh, against Barcelona when that famous goal that Gareth Bale scored that where he beats Marc Martra. And uh, that's the last time we won it. So the players who were there in that season were Benzema, uh, Carvajal, and uh, Modric. So uh, three captains, yeah, basically. So they get to win it again. I think that's amazing. Uh, Tony Cross had never won it. Uh, that's the only trophy he was missing in his cabinet. So I'm very happy for Tony Cross, which had a, he had a really good game as well. So uh, let me know what you guys think about uh, this Vinicius 
uh, tactic that I that I see that he's doing. If you think I'm right about it, uh, let me know what uh, what you think about Vinicius' performances as well, Valverde, uh, you know, all these amazing players that we have, and then hopefully Bellingham. Just every day, there's a new report basically confirming that you know he's happy. I think the latest report today was, um, or it was yesterday, that uh, he's very happy with the with the contract that Real Madrid has given him. So I think that's very good. So yeah, guys, the future's looking bright for Real Madrid. And then obviously we have a very dark cloud coming over us, which is Manchester City and a very tall uh, white uh, god in the name of Haaland. And then we'll see how Real Madrid ha handles that, that beast. But um, as you know, Real Madrid is the kings of Europe. And then it's different. It's diff we're different in Champions League. So uh, thank you guys for tuning. Thank you guys for uh, supporting the channel. Hit the like button, subscribe, share it with your friends. And then see you guys in the next. A la Madrid.